Welcome back to Tevating Patiently, the appreciation podcast that highlights, dives deeper, and celebrates the work and accomplishments of our Tony-winning national treasure, Aaron Tevate. My name's Elizabeth, and it is absolutely wild that this will be the last episode of 2023. Like, what a year this has been, sitting down and reflecting on all the events and memories and moments that happened this year has felt surreal. This year has been unlike anything I've ever experienced. The trips that were taken, the shows and concerts that were seen, the friendships that were made and grew throughout the year. This was a year of yes, and every single yes was more than worth it. So this episode will highlight some personal yeses and some major moments from Aaron throughout the year because 2023 was a big one. And 2023 started off with a bang and the first and one of the best yeses of the year happened just two days before Aaron returned to Moulin Rouge on January 17th. The FOMO of not being at his first show back was in full force, but like I had it in my mind that I would not be able to pull off getting into the city on a weeknight and I kept getting emails about Broadway week deals but each time I checked there were no seats available for January 17th until two days before when I clicked on the link and there were two seats open in the orchestra and my initial reaction was still no like I can't pull that off but the longer I stared at the seats the more clear it became that I had to and thank goodness for my ride-or-die Emily who said yes to come with me. And the 17th was surreal, starting with having Aaron standing behind us in line at Bird and Branch. I think back on that moment and it still just feels insane. Like, he was there, ordering his iced Americano and getting ready to go become Christian the composer again. I'm sure those listening who were also in the theater that night remember the energy From the moment that Aaron stepped onto the stage to raise the sign, the audience was beyond excited. And I know that most shows, the sporadic applause and the cheers, they're not always appreciated because audiences want to be able to hear every part of the show, but that night, the cheering was embraced, and Aaron even said like he loved the energy. He was back, and how wonderful life was. Another yes that stands out was on February 5th at the Rouge, and it was Saw's last show. And this was a very last-minute decision of seeing an open seat on SeatGeek, realizing we had no plans at home for the day, and making the decision to head to the city. And I remember walking down 45th Street, and I saw Saw by the theater and had the chance to say hi to him, wish him happy trails, give him a hug. And then do you remember the video that was shared of Aaron having Ricky on FaceTime for Saw's Happy Trail song behind the sh- before the show. I mean, it was so special that Aaron was there to send Saw off and acknowledge that all that Saw had brought to the show as Toulouse-Lautrec. One of the best moments 
in the show that day was at the end of Backstage Romance, and Aaron, when he's in that backed bend position, he broke from that and walked up the risers to Saul and circled his hands over him. And Saul had done this to Aaron on his first night back, and he had done it to other cast members at their final show. And Saul, he he hammed it up. He embraced the attention. He gave Aaron a hug, and he blew Ashley a kiss. It was just an unexpected moment in the show that turned out to be one of the most memorable. For many years before I met you on the show, um, you are an artist, uh, a partner, a father, a director, a DJ, a writer. Uh, I saw you as an elephant that was tremendously convincing. Um, and you're also to lose the track, and you have been the beating heart of our bohemian spirit in this show since the very beginning. I'd be getting to return the favor, so thank you for everything, and you really, uh, this is what it's like to work with Sa, okay? It's wonderful to see Sa work with Sa, but as soon as the show starts, you don't see Sa anymore. You see Toulouse Trek. and so I wait downstairs after I lift the sign, and he comes in, and he just yells at me, the Christian is coming to the Moulin Rouge tonight, and we run upstairs and come in the show, so uh, so you can kind of imagine what that's like, but, but that's what you bring to the show, and bring in March, the Moulin Rouge had a kids' night, and it was also shared that they would be having a talkback after the show with the cast. And at the talkback, it was so clear how much this cast loves their job and how passionate they are about performing. Queen Ashley made everyone laugh by sharing how they try to make each other laugh and break sometimes on stage, and Aaron tried to act serious and shaking his head and waving his finger to the audience like, no, that's not true. And Aaron talked about the best advice he'd ever received and how it was from his dad. And then Jackie Arnold, she was phenomenal. She spoke with such confidence and everything that she said could be applied to both performing and life in general. Like I was hanging on her every word. My dad actually said to me, and I'd just been cast in kind of the first show, and it happened in a very crazy um, set of circumstances for me, and I had like a huge case of imposter syndrome, and uh, my dad actually sat me down and he said, hey, he said, um, he said, don't be afraid to succeed, mm-hmm. right? and I thought that that was something that really rang true, um, and I still think about that all the time, and I think that's a, a good thing for, to remember is that. To continuously remember who you are so that you can continuously search for who it is you want to be and go toward that. After the talk back, Jackie was walking over near where I was and I just walked over and hugged her and told her how inspiring she is. And it wasn't until I'd left the theater, like walking back down the street, and it registered that, holy shit, I just hugged Jackie Arnold. And I told my friend that it just felt like a pool to her. She is such a major piece of the Moulin Rouge and I hope she remains with the show for a long time to come. Up next was April 9th. Oh, April 9th, the day that we hoped would not come as quickly as it did. And the weight of the 9th got bigger and bigger with each cast member that announced that they were leaving the show. I mean, we went into those 12 weeks knowing that Aaron had a limited run and there were suspicions that Ashley would leave with him, but that didn't make it any easier when she announced. And then Caleb and Jess announced together and Jay and Kevin and Mia and EJ. 
I mean, at the Moulin Rouge, it's never goodbye, but wow. OGs were leaving, Justin Caleb, they had wild chemistry together, and she was such a powerhouse. And I think we all develop attachments to actors who are our first experience with characters, and Jess was my first Nini, so her announcement hit pretty hard. And there was a group of us in the VIP room before the show on the 9th, and we were able to catch a little glimpse of the happy trail circle on stage before the show. And Aaron stepped up and gave a little speech, and he told the cast that this was for them. He'd already done this, and he wanted to focus on them. And a few weeks earlier, he had told Jamie Moscato on their Instagram Live that he wanted to go into this show being the biggest cheerleader for everyone else, and he really did hold true to his word. And just like with his first show back in January, the cheers and applause for Aaron's Roxanne were insane. He did the double opt-up, he left it all on the stage. And other moments that stood out were with Ashley in Crazy Rolling and her telling Ziedler and the Lady M's to hold her up so they could be together one last time. And, And then when she shouted at the Duke that no one owns her. Audiences, they just don't react the same anymore as they did in those moments when Ashley said those lines. I'll make an announcement. No, please, please. We've all worked too hard for tonight. This is the chance for Christian's music to be heard by the world, and I can, I can let him down. Sing your true ill. I'll let Nini go on for you. She knows the part. Let me have one last performance. <laughs> fantastic after the show with all the speeches and the acknowledgments that he gave to all the cast members it was just amazing and he gave us all the line that we hold on to now so tightly to these wonderful souls we say thank you we love you and um, we'll see you next time because as we know the Moulin Rouge it's never goodbye right Luckily, the period of missing Aaron after he left the Rouge was short because about a month later, he had his concert at Mercyhurst University in Erie, Pennsylvania. And this was a yes that was decided about a year prior to the concert. It was announced in May of 2022, like just after he had left Moulin Rouge the first time, and tickets went on sale in August of 2022. And at that time, there were no other chances to see Aaron coming up, and I know a lot of people jumped on the opportunity to attend this concert. Aaron and Brian performed together on May 3rd, 2023, and it was the 10-year anniversary of the first concert they ever performed together at 54 Below. And as we know by now, Aaron is 
brilliantly able to weave stories into his concerts. And at this concert, he shared like one of the most vulnerable and relatable stories he's ever shared, in my opinion. I'm an introvert in an extrovert's body and life, uh, interestingly enough. Uh, when I'm in a room full of people, I kind of want to become the wallpaper. And it's only on stage that I'm actually able to do this. And so I think when I switched to theater, I wasn't really used to being around a lot of extroverts. And I, I sat back a little bit, and I think my, my teachers uh, thought that I was unengaged. But actually, I just didn't know, I think, quite how to engage in the beginning. Um, but luckily, they didn't cut me, which was great. <laughs> and uh, I got to refine my love of theater. I, I grew up doing theater in high school. Um, I wasn't sure exactly what I wanted to do. I knew I wanted to perform. Uh, and actually, that was a great lesson that they taught me to kind of be able to put myself forward a, a bit more, which is not my natural inclination. So many people just in and out of that audience have been able to connect and have that feeling of being extroverted in only certain situations, but otherwise just wanting to blend into the background. And after the show, it was rainy and cold, but Aaron, he had a crowd waiting outside of stage door, and he did take time to sign some things and take photos with people, even once he got in his car and they were waiting to leave. It just meant a lot that he took that little bit of extra time with people in the rain after just performing a fantastic concert for everyone. Okay, so this next memory was one that I don't think anyone saw coming in 2023. And Aaron Tveit, he took part of being in the Jacques Brel is alive and well and living in Paris, but in this case, Tangier. And this concert was on June 24th and Darren Chris and Amber Gray and Jen Tullock and others were a part of this intimate event. And the night of the concert, one of the songs that Aaron performed was Amsterdam. And he was dressed in a sailor's outfit, and he demonstrated so much passion performing this song from the way his voice was and his hand gestures and the passionate page-turning of the music. momentous evenings for Aaron happened in September, where he participated in an evening with Justin Paul and friends and gave us what we never knew we needed, which was performances of the greatest showman songs. Aaron was actually a part of the early workshop days for the greatest showman movie, and it was just special to hear him perform those songs again, especially Rewrite the Stars with Lauren Alred. They had sang that back in 2018, and they reunited to perform that again, and Aaron performed a solo of A Million Dreams, and then he and Andrew Feldman performed The Other Side, and that pairing was everything. 
A few weeks later, Aaron then participated in the Broadway for Biden concert, and this was another huge event with artists like Sarah Bareilles and Lin-Manuel Miranda and Leslie Odom Jr. and Josh Gad and Josh Groban, just to name a few. And it's just so special when artists come together to perform at events like that. October was a month of rumors, anticipation, excitement, and big yeses. Rumors started swirling around that Aaron was going to be cast as the next Sweeney Todd to replace Josh Groban after his run ended in January, and of course, Tevate Nation was beyond excited. Aaron had shared in interviews before that Sweeney Todd was one of his dream roles, so having there be rumors out there that he may be returning to Broadway and in one of his dream roles, that was so special. However, Prior to finding out whether or not the Sweeney rumors were true, Aaron celebrated his 40th birthday. Big milestone birthday. So maybe 2024 will actually be the year where we get October 21st declared as National Aaron Day and we get the holiday. Who knows? Just putting it out there again. But then it happened on Halloween, October 31st, and Aaron posted again on his Instagram confirming that the rumors were true and he was, in fact, going to be the next Sweeney Todd on Broadway and Sutton Foster would be starring alongside him as his Mrs. Lovett. For many, I think the tickets to Aaron's opening night at Sweeney Todd on February 9th were purchased quicker than they were for his Moulin Rouge return. The excitement at that point was so high, and now the countdown until February 9th is really on. November was another big month of yeses, and first up was a yes to Aaron's concert at the Bushnell in Hartford, Connecticut. And this concert offered the VIP meet and greet with Aaron, and that lived up to the hype and excitement. He was so down to earth and relaxed and To know that he's such an introvert, but was able to make everyone meeting him feel so comfortable and at ease was amazing. The concert itself was epic. He was accompanied by his partner in crime, Brian, and he performed a mix of his concert staples, as well as some new ones, such as I Cannot Hear the City and Her Voice. And he also talked about the Sweeney Todd announcement, and he described the role as the white whale in musical theater, something that he always wanted to do and thought maybe it might come around later in life, but instead, here it was at the ripe age of 40. He also talked about Stephen Sondheim and the respect that he has for him and his work. I got to be part of an incredible production of Assassins in London in 2014 um, that Mr. Sondheim saw. And I also got to do a wonderful production of Company in the Berkshire in 2017 that Mr. Sondheim also saw, uh, which I just, I'm I'm so grateful um, that I got to have those experiences. And now, of course, uh, Mr. Sondheim is not with us anymore, but I'm tremendously grateful and I understand the responsibility to continue that legacy now, you know, I I truly think that we will look back in 100 years and realize he's the musical theater Shakespeare. Soon after the Bushnell concert, two additional concert events were announced. First, 
Aaron would be performing at Texas Christian University at their annual Christmas tree lighting at the end of November. And the second was the Rodgers and Hammerstein 80th anniversary concert in London in December. TCU was highly anticipated because of how long everyone had been waiting to hear Aaron sing Christmas songs and this concert, being that it was for a Christmas tree lighting, seemed like it could be the time where he finally did. And did he ever? He gave us the Christmas song, I'll Be Home for Christmas, Jingle Bell Rock, Silver Bells, Let It Snow, Have Yourself a Merry Little Christmas along with other Aaron concert staples. And it was so special to see and hear the college students from TCU, who he had just been with for a master class the night before, cheering for him and singing alongside of him and like watching Aaron just turn the mic to the audience so so like that everyone could sing back with him and him encouraging it. it. He's so good. He's just so good. And then on December 12th, Aaron was in London and he performed at a matinee, an evening show for the Rodgers and Hammerstein 80th anniversary. And as photos started emerging, he looked dapper as ever in an all white suit and then a tux. And two songs that he performed that I want to include here are Soliloquy from Carousel, where Aaron continued to live out his Billy Bigelow dreams. And he also performed 10 minutes ago from Cinderella, and this brought up all kinds of nostalgia. Aaron, he just looked like a prince in his tux, and he even walked over to pick up Cinderella's glass slipper after he finished the song before he walked off stage. I mean, come on.
as that, and to think that he will be rounding out the year by returning to 54 Below for a New Year's Eve concert just feels so right. Aaron has gotten to be a part of so many special events, shows, and concerts throughout 2023 that have just made this year so special. And because of all that he has been a part of, there were so many opportunities for us to see him, reunite with friends, connect with new ones, form new relationships with others who also share this special admiration for Aaron and his career. And I know I'm not the only one who cannot wait to see what 2024 has in store and to be making more special memories coming up. Thank you so much for listening today. And for continuing to support this podcast. If you're looking for more fun Aaron content, you can follow along on Instagram at Tevading underscore patiently and on TikTok at Tevading patiently and hope to have you back here to kick off 2024 with episode 71.